You know, the first thing I thought when I saw all those cloaked Sith people in Rise of Skywalker was they should have been singing Duel of the Fates, right? Have y'all seen the video where like someone actually made up words for what they're saying? Oh, really? And he's like, they're like, they have like corn on the cob. And then it's like all these uh, really hilarious things. It's, it's yeah, quite yeah. funny. That's the dun, 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 yeah. Yes. From episode one. Yes. Which apparently the, the, the myth is that only, George Lucas and the guy who wrote the lyrics know the translation. Well, I think John Williams is one of them. I think, I think, Oh really? Okay. But I, I read might, that yeah. George, that John Williams and George Lucas like wrote out the words and Got they it. had some scholar transcribe it into Sanskrit. That's what it and was. They're singing yeah. Sanskrit. Yeah. So like yeah. there's only three people in the world or whatever that could translate it. Which on one but, hand I'm like, that's really awesome. And I bet they did that cause they're nerds. And on the other hand, I'm like, I wonder if they're just telling everyone that. Yeah. But I, I bet it just says, this is episode one. Yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story. The podcast where a writer, a philosopher, and a filmmaker explore the stories that make us and the morality that makes the story. Oh, uh, the, yeah. the uh, ancient times of uh, the second trilogy. But now we've finished the third trilogy. And yeah. we're all, I guess we have all a variety of, of thoughts. Um, but it allows us to uh, to go to look back now and think about the entire moral arc of the Skywalker family and their yeah. friends so, and enemies. So many questions, yeah. so few answers. So this is, we uh, obviously everyone remembers we just did a Star Wars episode. And so we're going to do a follow-up now. Rise of Skywalker has been out for a couple weeks now. And we're going to kind of delve in, like Alex said, the whole Skywalker saga and kind of the moral of that story. So mm-hmm. Right. Hopefully you all like Star Wars as much as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been in the news a little bit. It has, yes. Um, What do you guys think? I mean, I guess, where do you guys want to pick up and start? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it's funny. Luke was talking about just the questions of redemption. To me, that's the Skywalker story. Right. You know? Yeah, like the the moral dimension of it. You know, the, the other aspect of it that I was real struck by and and when I first saw the movie I was actually blown away by this because one thing JJ Abrams does you can't say that Abrams is the most creative person but he does up the ante really well and so the throne room sequence in this movie mm-hmm. um what it lacked in originality it definitely had in just sheer epic scope just adding all those hooded yeah. Sith people it's, uh, it's funny because it is it, it I, I get what you said. You're saying about it not being the most original thing. However, it is one of those things that it's not necessarily original, but I don't know that I've seen anything like it anywhere else. That's true. You know, well, like the, you've th- never that's seen the scale of it, do right? It, the, it felt the, very Harry Potter to me. Really? Yeah. Harry, but like, what is it? Well, what is it like in Harry Potter? Like the Death Eaters and everything. But, oh. like, but do they ever have a big giant room like that with a ceremony? Well, not that many. That but I, it 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 really made me think of the graveyard scene when Voldemort comes back. To oh, me, that's yeah. sort of more the uh, lack of originality of the individual animating designers. Well, yeah, it well, could and, be. You know and, what well, I mean? And this that's is, what it made me it's think It's kind of like, like whoever they got to design their horses, it's like, hey, why don't we ask those guys that did Rohan to <laughs> make us some you know, horses? real horses? Really? With, yeah, with, the, with, with stuff wigs. on it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, yeah. the, the thing, though, is that both Harry Potter and Star Wars now, they're just imitating the black mass, right? So like mm-hmm. you go back into, you know, sat- Satanism, witchcraft circles, it's all 
derivatives I of... I try to not go into those circles. Right. Well, if you just... It's all... But yeah, it's all parodies yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. the high mass with Which, evil I, black cloaks. Well, yes. Know? If I was giving Abrams kudos for anything, it is that he actually makes the the heartbeat of Star Wars is actually a religious heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The force, ever, the, the thing that gives the story power is that. And he actually does something with that. Something that right. we discussed. With more than like Luke. Luke, yeah. is, they, they'll just tickle you with it, but he actually did it. Right. And something that we discussed in our that. last podcast on this was how there were these two strains in Star Wars. There was the Eastern strain that the force is both good and evil. Yeah. And then there's this other strain that's like the force is good. Like mm-hmm. trust the force and it will lead you right. Right. And uh, whereas Ryan Johnson was definitely more the yin yang force definitely. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abrams really, yeah. I thought double down on, you know, right. it, Kylo yeah. will do the right thing if he follows the force, right. that, right. that idea. And in that way, I felt like this movie was more Christian mm-hmm. in a, almost a fairy tale sense. You know, you have the pure princess, right. Yeah. Um, who's confronting the evil King in his throne room, you know, with the Prince who's been redeemed, you know, it's yeah. very fairy tale, even yeah. to the point that when Kylo Ren gets the lightsaber back and he's fighting those, you know, uh, Knights of Ren, AKA Saruman's orcs, <laughs> you know, it's funny, actually, the last time that I saw anything like all the cables coming out of Palpatine's body that were like keeping him alive yeah. was the matrix, right? You yeah, all of those true. cables yep. that are mm-hmm. keeping the, the puppets alive. Yeah. Um, no, I, I actually, barring all of the negatives about this film, I actually really liked Rise of Skywalker. I really enjoyed it. Um, Get primarily out. because, <laughs> <laughs> primarily because I, I've always been a big fan of Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. Yeah. I think they have great they chemistry. The movie. They're great actors. Um, their relationship yeah, is yeah. some of the best written stuff in any Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though you know Poe Dameron and Finn and all these things are just you know derivatives of derivatives, and There's they're just Poe hum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, their scenes they they went for broke, and they yeah. they it paid off. I thought um, they did. Yeah, I, 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 my biggest regret was I feel like Disney chickened out in May. Well, now there's a rumor that uh, that they actually uh, focus grouped the ending. They had multiple different endings, and that they focus. Yeah, I've it. heard that rumor. And um, oh, I haven't heard that. This. They that like basically they picked the one that focus grouped the best, which is him dying. And uh, which I think is they ridiculous. They probably didn't focus group to actual Star Wars fans. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, um, and I think the kiss too, because I've heard in the rumor that Abrams didn't want them to kiss at the end. Yeah, they needed to do that. They needed they to needed do that to though. Kiss. It was it was so, like Abrams said, "Oh, they're a brother and sister," and I thought that was uh, weird in the first trilogy. Okay, we <laughs> don't, don't yeah. need yeah. to do it again, again in the again. third yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Well, and I I was thinking because uh, okay, I left thinking, man. What a missed opportunity because now Ben Solo, the most interesting story would have been Ben Solo reintegrating with the good guys. Right. right. And like that's the leader of the yeah. evil, the whatever, what do they call him? First order. First order, yeah. The final order. You know, <laughs> first order. You know, that part saying, was a how do we dumb. read it? <laughs> like, are you serious? You couldn't even think of a new day. It's just like first order, the final order. <laughs> from first to final. No. no order yeah, but- 666. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, think of how interesting it would have been for Ray no. to be going back and reintegrating Ben with the resistance and right. Poe and Finn and all the other people who are now in leadership positions. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he is, would have had this huge power magnet around him right, and right. whatever was left of the first order, which I always thought like, he's like the leader. 
the boss of mm-hmm. the First Order, and yet he doesn't just command everyone to follow his orders and go fight whoever. Because apparently they were secretly following Palpatine. I have I, that. There's so many questions. There are several plot gaps. Yeah, yeah. even if they're like, not holes, this gaps. movie yeah. was a block of Swiss but, cheese. But <laughs> I will, Alex, you brought up kind of my really takeaway from the entire Skywalker saga, and that's redemption. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it would be a fascinating conversation to have. And (laughs) in my mind, this is where uh, George Lucas would pick up. Mm -hmm. Because like in a real world world sense, you know, Kylo Ren, and you can even back this up to Darth Vader, you know, if Darth Vader was in the same um, situation, you know, they've been quote unquote redeemed after a life of terrorizing the galaxy (laughs) and murdering (laughs) countless people. And does this one act of good cover up a life of evil. And it would be an incredible conversation if Kylo slash Ben had survived. Mm-hmm. What would his life had looked like? You know, would he just be welcomed back with open arms? I don't think so. Like, mm-hmm. what, what consequences would he have? And this is where George Lucas would come in and write a trilogy of him standing trial in front of the Senate, and it's all these political things, and because mm-hmm. he likes that. So, yeah, um, right. well, but and, you know, yeah. what, what, do y'all, what do y'all think about that? Like, it's yeah. redemption is the Skywalker story. Right. It is. It's, yeah. it's someone who started good, he fell, but he was he was redeemed before the end. And and they showed us both in, you know, the original and in this that by Ben dissolving, he was basically redeemed because he, you know, that was a, a light side exclusive ability. Mm. So you can extend this by uh, analogy into the real world and yeah. say our deathbed confessions right. redeeming. Yeah. Right. So well, and this, and that, this that is, is yeah, so well, well, what yeah. this is. Well, and that's where I think you go back to one of the distinctive uh, teachings of Christianity, at least in the West. I don't know enough about Eastern Eastern stuff to know if this would apply in the East, but at the very least, there is this idea in Christianity that right, the intention of the soul is what counts. Right. That mm-hmm. it's um, and not just you know quote good intentions per se, but just the the repentance right that you're literally one moment away from being heaven bound right um even no matter what you've done which is really a pretty radical teaching if you think it is, about very it much, it's yeah. um and I don't think that it has necessarily a corollary in a lot of other political religious mm-hmm. systems right. you know it's uh you know the Japanese if you you know, look at Shintoism and, and Japanese storytelling, there's a lot of suicides, yeah, right? Like true. people who, <laughs> quote, redeem and they right. kill themselves right. well, it's because like, they can't face, they literally can't right. do what you're talking about yeah. and well, face could, the music. Yeah. You could take this too into the 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 context of even like when uh, Darth Vader dies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a question of whether he would have died if he hadn't taken off the mask. Right. You know, because it's like, Which, you'll die. You yeah. know, Luke I mean, says the official that. statement is that he was already going to die. Like, the right. af- but I know you're being But you know what I mean? Like, like in, yeah. in the sense of taking off the mask yeah. was, I have to remove the evil, the evil. Yeah. from, and I can see you with my own eyes, mm-hmm. you know, as if he's viewing reality right. through this dark vision. Right. Mm-hmm. And that he wants to see him, Luke with his own eyes, is him saying, in a sense, I he's sacrificed himself yeah. to save Luke. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why. I mean, because he wasn't wounded before he killed Palpatine, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe the lightning injured him some, but 
Luke survived a bunch of lightning. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what exactly killed Darth Vader. Well, they say it was the lightning, but I, I, I totally you know what I mean. Know what it's like, mean. yeah, he was barely like, in it for like you're, 10 you're, seconds. You're totally right. You know what it's I mean? A it's a bit vague. It's, it's yeah. vague. But I just think that law of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. of martyrdom for the sake of another person mm-hmm. is precisely the opposite of su- a Japanese suicide. Right. right. A samurai suicide or what Saul did. In mm-hmm. the Old Testament, right? Fall on your own sword out of shame um, <clears throat> is a very selfish. Right, act. is the ultimate it's the selfish. Ultimate I'm going selfish to deny yeah. you myself. Right, I'm mm-hmm. going to deny the world of me. Right, and that's right. what, like, according to historic Christian teaching, is kind of an irredeemable act. Right, you mm-hmm. know. Whereas yeah. we're talking now about someone who's done all these horrible things throughout their whole life, but right. if in the end love conquers, yeah and they give up themselves for someone else mm-hmm. are they are they then redeemed yeah. right which i think uh well <laughs> a side note i love how in return of the jedi and that whole era um especially go back to the 40s and 50s you know they had those little vests that where the flap would come undone remember how luke's flap comes oh, undone yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was like a sign that he had worked really yeah, hard exactly <laughs> the flap it was like the little, yeah <laughs> on his black suit <laughs> yeah it was just yeah. like a style they did yeah. in hollywood for a time but um but no you're exactly right alex i think that when you're taught well and you look at real world scenarios where really evil people have quote come clean or have come on trial you know there would have been a whole uh, trial process right. uh, for war crimes you right. know, that exactly. Kylo Ren would have needed to go yeah. through. And, and, and of course, part of the magic and the fantasy of Star Wars is that it's fairy tale logic. It is. It's yeah. not sci-fi logic. You know, in a, in, in, if we were watching The Expanse, right. there would be a war crimes trial and there'd be a whole season about the war crimes right, trial. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But because it's a fairy tale... Yeah. He dies and it's clean and right. nobody exactly. thinks too much about it. It'd be the shortest trial ever. A Jedi master getting on trial. It's like, we are here on the trial. And says, are you? And he waves his hand yeah. and says, you're not guilty. <laughs> I am not guilty. <laughs> yeah, we could probably, you know, lean in that direction that, you know, the intent of the soul, mm-hmm. you know, and like you had said, and in, in that selfless act of, of sacrificing your life for another um, would redeem his soul. But... Yeah, you know, socially or or politically, mm-hmm. the ramifications. And yeah, you said it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy film, so we're never going to get that story. But you know, again, in a real in a mm-hmm. real wor- world scenario, he would have had to answer for those things, and he still may have ended up dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because right? He probably would have been executed for his war crimes because <laughs> yeah. he killed like what how many galaxies with star killer base and all that yeah stuff? yeah and so he did some pretty terrible things but um yeah of course they tie it up and sew it with a bow and mm-hmm. we're good yeah. to go so we i mean another to- aspect of the film that i thought was intriguing was the the ray kylo dyad right mm-hmm. that emperor palpatine's able to draw power from their right. love for each other right which is i mean they don't say this but i think it's pretty suggestive in the movie is a male female love it's mm-hmm. it's romantic love that mm-hmm. is procreative you know it's it's yeah. there's a creative power in the male female union mm-hmm. that and even though you know they don't get married in the movie and ben dies before they can or whatever you know there there is a love yeah. generative power in their love right. that mm-hmm. uh you know is, and that's an is it's an interesting you know juxtaposition because that's kind of not how the skywalkers began 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of how they ended with that mm-hmm. love between two people. But Anakin was basically conceived of the Force, so there wasn't even that beginning of, you know, a love between two people. But it ended mm-hmm. that way. So I actually hadn't even thought about that till now. But mm-hmm. you know, that's interesting that. I'm yeah. sure that JJ did not think of that, but yeah. you don't say that then like star Wars, the whole of star Wars is just a, a um, like historical fiction fantasy on if Jesus had actually told Satan, yeah, I'd like all the kingdoms of the world, please. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then he would have become Darth Vader. Yeah. And right. Blown up planets. Yeah, would have been, yeah. Right. It would have been, yeah. They would have taken us to you know, space empire. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. On just a story level. One of the biggest, I think criticisms I have of the movie is that the revelation, you know, it's not a spoiler anymore because it's been out long enough, but that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. What? <laughs> <laughs> Made me think, you know, all through these movies, we've been told this is the Skywalker saga, but yeah. it sounds like this is actually the Palpatine saga. Which is my biggest problem with the movie. Uh-huh. Right? Well, I, mean, I think like yes. there's this untold story exactly. of his daughters exactly. and his wife. A, and exactly. I think that's really, in the end, it's a problem with J.J. Abrams because what Abrams does... I think generally is what his real skill is, is like seeing what mattered yeah. in something that was really cool and, and different, like a like star Trek or yeah. star Wars or whatever. And basically he says, okay, these are the important things. Old steampunk technology, you know, these characters that fill these roles, these events that happened and we're going to yeah. do that again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to make it better and punchier. Yeah. And he's done. He did that in force awakens. Yeah. And he did it again, but yeah. for him, he looks at the old trilogy. Okay, I'm going to use these old characters again. Well, what's even bigger than the Skywalker thing? Well, the only thing that's bigger is is there's no thing bigger than Palpatine, right? Right. Yeah. Palpatine that, is yeah. the end of the. He's Satan, and so he can't make a new Satan, right? Otherwise, everything would be it would inherently be smaller than right. the original trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not willing to put himself in that sort of derivative place, right? He wants right. to make. The biggest thing yeah. ever. What's worse than knowing Darth Vader is your dad? The Emperor is your yeah. dad. <laughs> right. it's What's true. bigger than the throne room on the Death Star? The throne temple. Is exactly. that like, no, yeah, it's, it's absolutely accurate. And, you know, that's, What's bigger than like, the Red Imperial Guards? The entire army of Imperial <laughs> Stormtroopers. Yeah. It's like Star Destroyer? Copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste in 3D star, imaging. Star destroyer, star killer, killer, star killer, star killer sounds star better killer. than destroyer. Planet destroying weapon on every star destroyer. Yes. <laughs> oh, take it to eleven. Yeah. Um, so Wait, anyway, which that's, is, to me, that's the only reason really they did that. Yeah. Is just to make. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, now, yeah. now to Why be not? fair to the movie, I, I did detect certain things. Like I heard one criticism was how are these horses riding on these ships when it's in space, you know? And the, uh, and, and <laughs> I thought if you watch the movie carefully, the whole scenario is constructed specifically. So the horses can ride on the spaceships because they say explicitly, they can't get out of an atmosphere without this beacon. So they're stuck in an atmosphere if they right. don't get out with the beacon. Yeah. And then the horses, you know, ride and they have that big funny moment and then everyone <laughs> i saw was like why are there horses in space i was like okay <laughs> abram's literally constructed a whole scenario just so he could have the horses you ever exactly. if jj is like at home he's like, wanted to make lord of the rings yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he wanted yes. to make lord of the rings and he just didn't get the yeah, cut he didn't, he didn't get the job and he's yeah like, do funny. it anyway well and it's funny because i think that might 
actually happen in a way because now all the rumors are that the next trilogy or whatever will be the old republic which will just mean right. it gets more medieval which means yeah. it gets more fantasy right you know yeah so yeah. well i think i mean to me i guess moral beefs to me with rise of skywalker the number one thing that annoyed me with this and and the conclusion of the new trilogy is that essentially the you know lucas had a story in the beginning which was about the power of family and the power of love to redeem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the story of Darth Vader and Luke of Leia and, and even, and you know, they copied, I mean, literally like think of the scene when Luke looks out the death star window and he sees the fleet and they're getting just hammered and and eliminated. And, um, you can't save your friends (laughs) that, that the emperor says, but then this one, he like opens the thing and looks. Yeah. Look at your, you know, he yeah. like does the exact same thing, you know. Yeah. Like you could probably do a scene for scene, like right? Splice. The rise of um, deja vu. Yeah, right. <laughs> and but then, basically, Disney turned this into. He even says your new family, yeah, which are your friends. Mm-hmm. So this became basically Disney Channel, right? Instead of yeah. like the power of your real family, it's now like your friends are your real family, yeah, mm-hmm. and your actual granddad is evil. And because he wants your you family to become, is bad. And he wants you to destroy him. Like yeah. this yeah. sort of like reverse Freudian uh, Freudian thing. And it just, it basically took on all the flavor of right. your average Disney. Like yeah. from this perspective, story. when Luke tells Leia, actually, I'm your brother and you're my sister, she would have been like, well, that doesn't matter, does it? Because <laughs> we were friends already, right? Yeah. You know? So it was. We were already family. We were already yeah. family. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Anyway, I just that, that to me was a, no. It's true. It's, it, it cheapens Star Wars to me as right a, as a but, narrative. Right. But and and also, but on the flip side, and this is where Star Wars is just hopelessly muddled. To to be frank, in the sense that like Ryan Johnson wanted that same story, which is you know your friends are your real family. You don't need these Jedi books. You don't need mm-hmm. blood relations. You don't need uh, mid, mid, midichlorians. Just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Yeah, that's what Star Wars is about. Yeah, but. Abrams with even the revelation that Palpatine's blood flows in Ray's veins, like there is that was meaningful in some sense mm-hmm. because she was powerful, right? right she right. was so powerful that she could kill him. Right, right. In a in a strange turn of events that if you want to ask the moral question, was Palpatine's death a good or bad thing? Um, <laughs> on Star Wars' yeah. own terms. That that's the uh well Rorschach test, actually, if you want to talk yeah. about the moral of the story. Because Obviously, just from a uh, objective perspective, killing Palpatine is a great thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It like any person who actually was Palpatine in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's probably that evil. Maybe, maybe there is someone objectively that evil, but their death would be celebrated. Yeah, definitely. And it is his death is celebrated, and yet somehow Palpatine can make his death the act that you know introduces right corruption into is it the universe pi- i was gonna well i was gonna say that like, is it really valid or possible could you conceivably create a scenario where to eliminate someone is the same as to become them right right because that's what he says ray like he tells ray well that's the whole sith thing strike me down and take my place. But that was yeah. also Obi-Wan's thing. Like, Obi-Wan started the whole, like, strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. But that, I know that it's was very different. A, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah. But he basically is, like, copying the same thing. Yeah. But 
in the Sith, how can he make Rey? It's not fair to say, if, well, if you destroy me, you become me. How is that? Yeah, it's... I think the only way that I've ever made sense of it, even with uh, I, I think it's Return all the of the motive, Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. even with it's Return of, of the Jedi, it, it was, I think T.S. Eliot says this, or maybe, uh, no, actually, it's not T.S. Eliot. I think it's uh, in um, the movie about the guy who was martyred, um, Thomas a. Beckett, Beckett, mm-hmm. the movie Beckett. Mm-hmm. I think he says in that play, um, the most subtle sin is to do the right thing for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've always interpreted the act in the right. sense that killing Palpatine's objectively good, but subjectively, mm-hmm. if you're doing it for the wrong reason because you hate him, right. mm-hmm. then basically it's yeah. it's kind of what Ryan Johnson says at the end of Last Jedi, where it's, you have to love something, not hate something. Yeah, or, right. you know, um, well, and you have the, the scenario of like, her motive is, is basically what's being brought into question. And, and I mean, they conveniently turn it where his own power kills him, you know, which is, right. you know, the power of, it's essentially Expelliarmus, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the pacifist's greatest weapon is to disarm the bad guy. Um, Even though, another critique a little bit is yeah. Luke throwing away his saber in, right. in, in some sense, it's a much more radical act in Return of the Jedi than anything it is, Ray does. It's true. Because his, his whole thing is, I will die to save my father. Right. Yeah. And and because I always read, because you never really get to see what would happen if the yeah. says, strike me down in anger, right? right? Yeah. I always read it like, if you give in and try, He's not going to let you. Exactly. You're yeah. not going to really strike down right. the emperor. He's going to stop you because you, right. by aggress, like allowing the anger to right. triumph, the dark side to triumph, he yeah. will have then gained a hold over you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that you see in like Sith history. Mm-hmm. That's like usually when the apprentice finally killed the master, it was through either deceit mm-hmm. or you know backstabbing, backstabbing or battle. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just like all right. It's time. Come right. chop my head off. Like that's never it. Because the Sith wanted power. And right. when they died, they no longer had power. Mm-hmm. And like it's mm-hmm. so yeah. You're well, right that he would never have let and that he, happen. He did take Palpatine there in, in Rise because right. of him, you know, right. like, Ooh, you're a diet. I yeah. can suck your life away and I'll come back, you know. Right. Well, right. and Alex, what you were saying, like about the the family mm-hmm. you know, dynamic changing between the original trilogy and even the prequel and and that's kind of, I agree with you, that was a, a problem I had on a moral level, but also on a story level. Mm. That's where I felt like it did the biggest distur- disservice to mm. the entire saga. Mm-hmm. And that it took the story of this family, which is what Star Wars began as, mm-hmm. and and it just for, basically changed it. It, mm-hmm. it. And it basically made, I don't know, it, it made the Skywalkers seem less important than they actually were. Mm-hmm. Like... The entire uh, story, we're told that Anakin is the chosen one. He's the most powerful Jedi that ever lived, you know, after you know, Luke. And now, wait, Ray's like on the pay on paper, Ben should be way more powerful than Ray mm-hmm. because Anakin was more powerful than Palpatine. Right. And Luke was more powerful than Palpatine. Star Wars is actually a story of spiritual aristocracy right and so really ben should have been the most powerful one not ray disney's not willing to tell a story about aristocracy yeah right and aristocracy means that the fine genetic 
pool. That's like yeah. the idea. Yeah. Well, and, and so even, that which, is the which, idea which of they Star have, Wars. They have tried the and since they have tried to steer clear of to get away right. from it. in yeah. their books and comics. But, they've basically but, said, you know, your connection to the force is not necessarily passed through blood, even though <laughs> it totally is. Right. Like, well, like, well, well, and Amazon was like, oh, and I, to me, the midichlorian <laughs> counts in his blood is so I know, high. It's like, and I, yeah, I think it's their way of trying to be midichlorian scattered. Yeah. But 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 it's like the wizard thing. It's kind of racist if you go that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but, well, is. and to me, the problem is, is that it's even deeper than because people say, you know, get away from that. They can't get away from that. They'll yeah. never get away from it because it's a fairy tale, and fairy tales right. are about aristocrats, right? The king's who, son, because the king, yeah, and his because son the king. Well, it's not about like, it's not about aristocrats in in as much, but it is about family and um, intrinsic role. Right. Yeah. It's not that I'm a princess. Or <laughs> I'm not a princess, but it's not about <laughs> the princess being a princess because she is fine. It's that she's born a princess. It's her nature mm-hmm. to be the princess. Right. But that's part of what it makes it universal because every little girl is a princess mm-hmm. and every father is a king. Every right. mother's a queen. And that is why the princess in distress is so universally loved. Right. Because we relate to it yeah. in the most human level. Yeah. yeah. These people want to have a role. It's our nature yeah. and relationship. Right. And to me, the thing that was always missed in Star Wars is that the power of the story was that the power of love in, not like in the Disney Channel sense, but that the force, the spirit, is most powerful when love between two people engenders new life like that is really that's why why is luke powerful right well that's why right you know Mm -hmm. and that's why i mean that you never had and this is what i honestly felt like was such a missed opportunity is that you never have had two uh jedi or you know force people that actually like went and had a family you did Mm -hmm. in the extended universe (laughs) (laughs) star wars nerd yeah um so anyway that that to me was like the the potential yeah. for yeah. a really poignant yeah. human story, which that, at the end was my like the saddest part of the movie is that mm-hmm. Ben did not survive. Like at the end, yeah. there wasn't a Skywalker. At the end, I don't care if she took his name; she's not a Skywalker. <laughs> so <laughs> right, like, I know, I know, you know, huh? it's like Ben. You know, if he would have been there and together, like. I would have been so happy with that because mm-hmm. it would have it would even been shadowed in the extended universe. Luke um, falling in love with Mara Jade and having a family like it would have mirrored mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and it would have been so cool. Like the two of them, mm-hmm. like the Palpatine and the Skywalker, like they mm-hmm. were at odds for so long. And I know they did join forces at the end, but like to truly join forces mm-hmm. and rebuild like the Jedi and the galaxy. Mm-hmm. That would have been like the absolute best ending. Well, and really, I would have completely forgave The that, Last Jedi. But that that's would, not but, what happened. And it would have also been a great opportunity to show the failure of human nature because you know somebody yeah. out of the resistance would have attempted, and it could have been the same character that wants to execute Ben. Yeah. Whoever it is that wants like justice, yeah. you know, and no mercy, mm-hmm. even though he killed Palpatine, you know, that person probably should have been the one who tries to reawaken some right. sort of like imperial government, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they could have been, again, the uh, <laughs> anti-establishment, like, solar yeah. fighters who were running out, and she could have broken them out, and they could have, you know, run off. Yeah. It would have been yeah. Well, maybe one could, day, maybe a pregnant one- 
force fight. <laughs> that would have been the best. The baby in my womb. Oh man! Did the force, and and that's why I won. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like baby Yoda, up, but in the up womb. Locked up, and you see the baby you know? kick, and the guy goes. <laughs> Luke just had a had that, a, that had would a, be a weird a new arrival. <laughs> the most pro life Star Wars yeah. ever. Yes. Okay, no, but wrapping up. Yeah. Moral of the story for the rise of Skywalker, and let's make it broad. Let's the Skywalker saga. I have what, one, Alex. I have, Kick it off. My moral of the story is that if you are someone who, like George Lucas, had a brainchild that has defined your life and has been uh, world changing in its own way, um, don't sell it to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I would probably have to agree with that. That's the moral yeah, of the story. Yeah, to that, me. Because they probably. will turn it into, uh, yeah. yeah. So my moral of the story is um, oh gosh, for the whole saga. I guess um, the one thing that I think does survive um, the Disney sequel trilogy and and was a powerful moment in this movie was the fact that Adam Driver, when when Daisy Ridley is about to kill Palpatine and Adam Driver has that look when he connects with her. Um, what you're saying, Alex, that family, remembering family, remembering love can uh, draw you out of temptation. And that's actually a very unique idea. I don't think there's a lot of franchises where that is mm-hmm. shown and centered the way it is in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's something that has continued from yeah. episode to episode. So with all of the muddle, all of the story problems, that idea of you know temptation is always taking you away from people. It's always taking you away from love. Mm-hmm. Um, and resisting temptation is always a move toward yeah. people and mm-hmm. toward love. That's something that resonated yeah. for me. That's good. What about you, Luke? Yeah. yeah, I think throughout the whole series, um, I think redemption is the thing that that stands out to me the most. It's a story of, um, yeah, it not being too late. Mm-hmm. You know, because you hear mm-hmm. in a lot of stories, it's like, oh, you know, I've done too many bad things, mm-hmm. which can be true, but it's you know, it's not too late to make a choice. It's always it's always a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that good has like a like comparatively the power of one good act is right. infinitely greater than, than mm-hmm. a million, a million bad million right. evil. Yeah. And, and really the, the set, you know, the sacrifice greater love hath no man, hath no man than this. And he laid down his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. like, that's yeah. what Christ did. That's, you know, that is the quintessential good deed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the story of the original. Um, and that's, you know, whether for good or for bad, that's the story of the end one. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I think it's a powerful story. I think, you know, it's been told in good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think the, you know, I still think the story is there of of always making the right choice and, mm-hmm. and following the spirit and following the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that leads to life mm-hmm. and following evil and following the darkness mm-hmm. leads to death. Mm-hmm. That's that's the story, you right. know. You follow the flesh and you follow the evil desire of your heart and it's going to lead, you know, Palpatine or um, Padme dies, you know, right. you know, you lose your arms and legs. It's just like <laughs> a lot of bad things happen, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you follow the light and, you know, your relationship with your family is restored and, mm-hmm. you know, the life happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's a powerful story and I'll just continue to watch the originals. 
Oh, and I know. maybe not watch the yes. sequel trilogy that <laughs> I've much. Been, I've been watching some of the original. <laughs> maybe there'll yeah, be a since, Kylo Ray cut. Kylo, like, Ray. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. No, but the director's cut. They say a over three hour long director's cut exists. Oh, well, I would pay for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, would pay before money they for cut that. it all and made it short. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, we'd mm-hmm. like to remind everyone um, about our Audible deal. If anyone would like to get a free Audible audiobook. Visit the link in the description. It's audibletrial.com slash moral of the story. And I think Ben has a recommendation for us today. Yeah. You know, it's funny. uh, Alex and I are doing this thing where we do a media fast. and, And I've found just over the last several days we've been doing it that I just want to read so much. Like mm-hmm. reading just kind of comes back into your life in a major way when you're not on the internet all the time. So if you think, oh gosh, I never have time to read. I want, and I'm not into audiobooks. You know, get off the internet, subscribe to Audible, and begin to listen to a book each month. It's a great way to, you know, pass time on car rides. So our recommendation today is The Four Feathers um, by, I think, A.W. Mason is the name of the writer. This is a book that was written back in the early 20th century, and it spawned all of these movies, including a classic movie that everybody should go see um, that's really good. Um, and it's about a British imperial officer who commits an act of brazen cowardice and basically spends the whole book doing the most amazing feats of heroism to redeem himself both personally and in the eyes of society. So it's actually exactly what you were saying yeah. Star Wars could have done, yeah. Luke, because it's it's the story of what happens after you've done that dastardly deed. It's kind of like how the opposite, you atone actually, for it. Right? It's kind of the opposite. Like, you did one bad thing, and now you have to do four good things. To- yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> isn't that the story Undo of... all each isn't feather. Isn't Hercules? No, what was his challenge? His 12 labors. Yeah. 12, 12 labors. Yeah. Labors yeah. No, he's given four white feathers for his yeah. cowardice. Got it. And he has to do four acts of heroism. Go check it out. Yeah, it's a great read. I'm going to go to audibletrial.com slash moral of the story, and I'm going to check that book out. And I would encourage you to do the same Mm because you can get it for free. And it supports the show. So you're able to keep this thing going and get a free audiobook. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like this podcast, subscribe, subscribe, comment down below. Share. Share it, yeah, with your friends, family, and enemies. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time. Signing off. The Moral of the Story with Alex Wolliver, Luke Taylor, and Benjamin Wolliver. Please subscribe to The Moral of the Story on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Visit moralofthestorypodcast.com. Copyright 2020 Moral of the Story Media.